Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Hey, I'm Mike. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of your favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. So, hey, it's uh, Mike, and I'm back with Kevin, and Hello. we're doing uh, another episode of Conan the Barbarian for yeah, Six Degrees yeah, yeah. of uh, Schwarzenegger. This episode is going to cover from they had robbed the temple and, like, and they're still they're, sort of partying yeah, with all their riches. They're partying down, yeah. <laughs> and it's going to take us up to the Tree of Woe. Okay, cool. Um, so, Conan and <laughs> Valeria... They've been like going at it all night. I don't know, I don't know if fucking is the word I would use. Making they, love? They may love, man. Ah, oh, you're yeah, romantic. Not to, not to be sentimental or anything like that. <laughs> I'll, I'll buy that. This is definitely like the you realest know what? You love Conan's ever You know why I say that? Because Subutai, he was fucking somebody. Okay. Yeah. He might have fucking more yeah, than one yeah. somebody's. Conan and, uh, uh, okay. and Valeria making love. Um <laughs> I will say they appear to be like blowing all their money. Oh yeah. Like in real, like true shithead style. Like yeah. they're just, they're just throwing money at women and, and paying and clothes like, and just all kinds yeah, of gear. buying like ridiculous food and, and wine, mostly like wine and spirits and stuff like that. Yeah. There's like whatever this party is, they got going on. There seem to be a couple of dudes wrestling with each other often in one corner. And then a couple <laughs> right of other of dudes pigs. that are like castrating a pig. This is a party. I do remember like, <laughs> I do remember when I saw it, I was like, are they, are they, are they cutting yeah. that pig's balls off? And Conan, or I thought, I think they're just trying to move the pig. Conan throws the live chicken at Valeria. Yeah. And like, she looked like genuinely startled. Like, no, they're, I don't know if that was. If she knew that that chicken was going to be thrown at her. Yeah, no, they're having like a college party, like some stuff <laughs> yeah. I probably saw back in. They're, they're partying real hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but so having said that, they, they overindulge themselves. Yeah, and, um, uh, Conan, he's just out of it, right? He's just walked yes. out and, uh, they're, I guess they're eating gruel, which gruel yeah. must be really popular in this, in this town. And with the money they have, they should be doing better than that. Maybe that was really expensive. Gruel. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Like, but this is a really cool scene where and I think it's been mimicked like a thousand times where, um, uh, Conan is like stirring his pot of porridge or gruel or whatever. Yeah. And Valeria is kind of like hanging off a side and he passes out face plants into uh-huh. so the th- thing about this movie is. There's a lot of subtle comedy in this movie. It's real subtle, but it's like hilarious in this really like sword and sorcerer adventure type movie. Mm-hmm. So when he falls into that, that, that pot of porridge, I guess a funny it scene. It gets a laugh. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. funny. And they play it for, they, they play it like that. It's like, it's not like he got shot and killed and then died in this porridge. Like he did that because yeah. he passed out drunk. Right. Yes. And what's crazy is, so all these like sort of guard type, Kingsguard type dudes come in all in uniforms or whatever, but 
Conan like was legit about to die, right? Like, he was going <laughs> to drown in that gruel if he the guys have. didn't come along and sort of wake everybody up. Well, he, so uh, Valeria actually she, knocks him out of. She pulls him out of the yeah. stuff, right? Because he was like he was going to drown in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. That yeah, would have yeah, been yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah. 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 Um, so Valeria, she's wasted too, right? She's totally wasted. Yeah. They're all they're all messed up. I think Subutai is like blackout. Drunk I have no somewhere. idea where he's at. Yeah. Apparently yeah. he got eaten by a lion or something. <laughs> But yeah, they're all wasted. And um, Valeria, she pulls out her sword and the, the guards, yeah, the guards are like, oh, okay, you want to, you want to get down? Let's get down. Right. <laughs> and uh, they pull, they, they get real. And long story short, they basically collect Conan and Valeria. They take them to like, to see the King. king. Uh, is it Osiris or, uh, or Osric? Osric. They take them to see King Osric. So King Osric is basically he's like, well, where's your companion? Right. And they lie. They're like, well, well they he, say he ran off or something. Yeah, he, or they say he got eaten by a lion. Oh, yeah. Like, they said that. Yeah. And then they, and they bring him and out. And they bring him out. Right. Immediately <laughs> bring him out. And Conan. And he's and you can tell that he had been partying. Subutai had been partying, too, because he's just like, what's going on here? And like Conan has to kind of grab him and pull him over to him like and like straighten him up and everything. Uh-huh. And um, King Osric. Played by Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow. He's like legendary, great is this, actor. Is, I don't if at that point, had he been an Academy nominated? I'm sure he yeah, was. I, I, he must have been for The Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he was like, this dude's like an actor's actor, yep. you know, like mm-hmm. Shakespearean, all yeah. that. Which and, is crazy that they got this dude for this movie. Well, so what I read was that he took the role because his son was a big Conan fan and told him. You should be in the Conan movie, like when he got offered. Really, it's like Viggo Mortensen only wound up in Lord of the Rings because his son told him you should do these movies. It's that's one of my favorite. I'm, just books. Try, I'm trying to figure like what does that compare to now? Like, is somebody like, oh, you should do that Watchmen movie because I'm a big Night Out Night Owl fan. It. Yeah, like somebody's son. I mean, I like guess that. so. Like, if you're like, ah, why would I do this movie? It's kind of weird. It's like, well, I guess my point is like, I didn't even know Conan the the. The books, the books were that huge. Like, I guess I think the they had a big book. resurgence, like in the fifties and whatever. So mm-hmm. maybe that's when this Max's hmm. son was a kid. I don't know, but whatever it was, that's that's the way the rumor goes: is that the son told him no, you should do it, and he. I mean, it's a tiny like he only has the one scene yeah. in the whole movie, but he's great. In yeah, it. well, yeah, I, I just. I'm not a I like comic books I want to get more into comic books but I didn't realize that Conan the Barbarian was like this huge like to the point where they they needed to make a movie about it but they yeah. they made a classic movie yeah but yeah. I mean I mean, did, I, I, don't, I don't know if I said this before but this is a comic book movie like you yeah. never think about it that way yeah but this is a comic it's movie. pretty cool yeah but so anyway uh yeah they have a uh, legendary actor Max von Sydow and Arnold and, says know. like he learned a lot from watching him work sure and and having conversations with him like they became friends like Arnold seems to become friends with everyone who he ever does movies with um but yeah I feel like a lot of cuban cigars are smoked on the on the Arnold scene <laughs> yeah. on the Arnold sets and he uh what happens like he he's telling him a story about how the snake cult got his daughter Right. Well, before that, he's like, he's, you, he's basically, he looks like he's chastising him. Like, he's like, what, what arrogance, what, like, daring, what this, what that. Uh-huh. And then he's like, I'm, I, I'm like amazed by that you did. I forget how he says it, but he's like amazed that they did all that stuff that he did. Yeah. He, he basically tells them like, oh yeah, that head priest from the snake tower is really pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, but he's got no love for the snake cult. And that's when he s- sort of starts telling them like. 
these guys are out of control and they brainwashed my daughter and took her away. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows, he like brings out this dagger, mm-hmm. which is like a badass dagger. It's got like the two snakes facing mm-hmm. each other on the handle and it's like double bladed. Yep. And Arnold says like that he still has that yeah, dagger. I would. It's yeah. It's yeah, a it's cool pretty dagger, cool yeah. prop. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I, it's a, I don't know how much a dagger like that would have cost, but somebody had to really make that thing. Like, yeah. like how much do you think that would cost in real life? Like thousands maybe. Yeah, exactly. So to put, put a thousand dollars into this movie for just a thing that's going to be on set for what was on, on screen for two seconds. Yeah. If that, yeah. that long, it never comes back. Like you never, think it's not a part. It should have been a, a thing that that's the one he used. Like, ultimately in the end to, to kill, kill the bad so guys. It's so never yeah. like yeah. ever talked about again. You're right. I don't think we ever see it again. Um, maybe in a deleted scene or something yeah. like that. But he basically the king offers them a fortune, right? Like to go and rescue his daughter. Well, there's a reason he does that too. What's that? Well, the reason he does that is because he misses his daughter, and he's like, all the yeah. all the money in the world can't ever get my daughter back. That's really or philosophical, right? Yeah, that, it can't that, that replace my daughter. It's like there's a. I, I get, wrote the I wrote the whole quote down because yeah. I thought it was kind of deep. Yeah, well, it was he's really like, like the probably one of the deepest moments in the. So film. he says. There comes a time when the jewels cease to sparkle, the gold loses its luster, and the throne room becomes a prison. And all that is left is a father's love for his child. Yeah, that was that was, that was again. That's you can the, see that, right? That's why this movie's so perfect because it has the 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 moments where Conan falls into the porridge, which is funny. <laughs> yeah, but then it has like these really deep moments where this father talks about ba- what he's basically saying is love can't replace money. You know, like or money a, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean, yeah, money can't replace love. So it's like a really, like you said, philosophical film. You know, mm-hmm. um, right, I, he's I, got all the riches and all the whatever, but all he really no, wants no, is to have his daughter back. Yeah, and it, that's his daughter. Like ha- being a father myself, I yeah. totally get it. Like, there's nothing in this world. There's no monetary thing in this world that could ever replace my kid. Right. So I get it. You're a good dad. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be. <laughs> uh, but so Valeria and Subutai, they don't want to take this mission, right? Like they're like, nah, this is a suicide. I mean, and Valeria tries to tempt Conan to like run away with her. Well, this is the first time she's ever felt love. Yeah. She's yeah, like, she's I, never, said I never wanted to do this before. Like we should give up this life. She's probably been like an orphan all her life. Her parents mm-hmm. are probably, I bet you she has a very similar backstory to Conan, honestly. Yeah. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if Thulsa Doom came to, to her uh, village when she uh, was yeah. a kid and killed her. Could can be. you imagine, like, I mean, looking at her, can you imagine all the things that she went through yeah. growing up True. to survive to, to, to the point that she's at? So she's like, I've never had it this good before. Let's not tempt fate. Yeah. Let's run Let's away. Because they, at that point, already have money. They don't have a lot of money, but they have money to, like, establish and They can themselves. always steal more. Like, money, I feel like, is not really an issue for them. It's more or just stealing, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but so I think it's a little weird. Like you, we get the impression that Conan's like not really sold. He wants to keep on with his mission, but he does appear to like smash it one more time. And then he's gone in the morning. <laughs> like, Dude, man, you, I mean, so I think it's kind of a weak move though from Conan. He was just gone. Like he ghosted on her. Well, so that's not the sense I get. What I get is that he didn't want to involve her in his like because he this is like a mission that he's been on since he was like a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is something that he's driven to do. And the fact that she was like saying that it's so dangerous and that we should mm-hmm. just settle down and everything like that. 
at that point he was like, Oh, I don't want to bring you down with me. Right. So I think he did it more out of like compassion and love for her than but I feel like he owed her an explanation. Like not just a ghost on her. Well, so and in, in fact, he left her like literally the the biggest jewel that they stole, right? Which tells you that he's not concerned about money. He's concerned about the quest, right? Mm-hmm. He's more concerned about finding Thulsa Doom and, and completing his task. Yeah. So because he could have easily just have ghosted, period, and just like left them, left the uh, left the the diamond or you could take in a diamond, all that stuff like that. But he was like, no, I'm leaving this with you and I'm going to go complete what I'm supposed to go complete. Now I have a theory. It's a little deep. I feel like, you know, we know Conan's brave, right? Like he'll face down a giant snake and uh, he'll face down like an army of bad guys. But I think he's afraid to face Valeria, like have an emotional moment, like be vulnerable and, all that. I think he's like afraid to have a, an argument with her. I mean, I think he does love her as much as he's ever loved a person. So I would agree with that if there wasn't for that one scene later on in the movie where um, I, I feel I hate to skip ahead, but no, that's fine. I, there's that one scene where she dies and then he's like, <laughs> spoiler. Well, yeah, spoiler, okay. yeah. Where, <laughs> yeah, where she dies and um, he, he's not allowed to cry for her. Oh, yeah. So that makes me think that he's not necessarily afraid of getting too close. You know what I will, this is like changing the subject just to keep it moving. Did you get the impression from the commentary? It seemed like John Milius was in love with Santa. Oh yeah. Like yeah. He's all the time. He just keeps calling her a Valkyrie. He's yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. She's so beautiful. He, she's he, a Valkyrie. He, I, he was probably one like, of the best castings. He's like, I feel like the thirst was real from Milius. <laughs> I, I, I think it's funny that, um, if you really listen to the commentary, Conan, like Milius is talking about the film, right? And Conan's <laughs> like, oh, look at me and how I did this and how he I did that. He says the most obvious thing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, just basically, it's like that commentary track that's the for the for the visually impaired. Yeah, He's yeah, like just yeah. describing what's on screen. Yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I love Arnold. Yeah, Arnold, just, Arnold's the best. I can listen to him read the phone book probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Conan's back out journeying on his own again yep. now. Mm-hmm. And he's looking for Thulsa Doom's mountain of power. I think that's what uh, the King Osric had told them. And Conan didn't just... He also left behind Subutai too. Yeah, right? his road dog. He didn't even take his, his boy with him. So this is... He's like on a mission. Yeah. Like he's... And I think he recognizes it's probably a suicide mission. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to bring those guys along. I think that's absolutely why he didn't want to bring those along. And I don't even think he was like, I think going to get the princess was like, I don't want to say it's a bonus. It was more like a, a, a reason, you know, yeah, like yeah. he, he didn't really, re- really need that reason. Like that was like, okay, I'm going to, I want to kill Thulsa Doom, but now I can kill Thulsa Doom, bring back the princess and I can have my riches. Like he was still going to go if they had never run into King Osric, he mm-hmm. still would have gone after Thulsa Doom. Now, I think there's probably no better time to mention this than now. Um, there was, I guess, a deleted scene where the Kingsguard killed King Osric. Oh, no way. Really? Like that they cut out of the movie because then they're like, well, now the audience would know that even if they rescue her, there's no money in it for them in the end. But yeah, apparently like right after they left, like the the guards, the ones who brought them all to the king, like have been bought off by the bad guys and they kill Max von Sydow, kill the king. Almost guaranteeing that Conan wouldn't have gotten his money if he yeah. completed his task. So I can see uh, why they cut it out, but it's just. It would have made no sense. Yeah. yeah, but that's for whatever. 
whatever knowledge you want to have of the movie, like that's no, I, that's, that's kind of weird. Know that. right? Is it in the DVD? I think it is on the DVD, and that. I they definitely mention it on the commentary. I'll have to look somewhere. At that, yeah, because that's really interesting. It would have made because it would have made sense that this this snake cult has mm-hmm. infiltrated like, yeah. all branches of. Like, I mean, they got his daughter. Well. Like they could easily get to some of his guards. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So as he's going, like seasons are changing like he's going in the in the summer it seems like and then it's snowing like do you get the impression that months more are passing again it's yeah not years months, months. yeah like it, it's, it took him some time to, i mean he had a little bit of money at this point this movie's epic like there's a lot of time passes yeah the beginning I, it definitely slows down a little bit once conan's older mm-hmm. but i mean it starts off when he's a kid you know they didn't have like the teen well, they don't really have the teenage years they kind of hint a little towards bit on the it. wheel yeah they kind of hint towards it but they don't really have the teenage years um, so as he's traveling, that's when he comes across this like sort of, it's almost like Stonehenge is like stone yeah. formation. There's a bunch of skeletons around mm-hmm. and mounds and that's where he finds the wizard. So the, this part I was always a little confused by because I, I felt like the, like the wizard and this Stonehenge mm-hmm. area, they're like in the same spot, right? I feel like it. Yeah. But always, it always seemed to me like. The wizard was maybe like a little bit farther away, not not much farther, but like he was like, like the wizard is like right beside the ocean. Right. Yeah. And I felt like the Stonehenge was a little more inland. I don't know why I always felt like that. I feel like he sort of says like, it's my job to watch over the, these burials. Oh, is that what it is? These sacred burial grounds. It's like an ancient place where I guess a bunch of kings of old are, are buried there and his, He's like a wizard from the old school yeah. or whatever, and he's his job to protect he's the, their he's body. He's a wizard of the mound, so it makes it makes all the sense in the world. But I, I don't know why. I, I feel like there was just never that one scene where you see like Mako's like hut where he yeah. lives, like in the background of like True. The, it, that's that's the only reason I feel <laughs> like that. I mean, it's. Did the, does his character even have a name? I don't think so. I think, I think he's called, called the wizard the, they of, called of the, the mound. Yeah, in the. So that's like a title, but not really like a name. Yeah, not a name. As you say, he's played by Mako. Yeah. And it's it's interesting because this is the narrator of the the film. Yeah. So So the entire. Just now meeting him. Yeah, the entire. And we're like halfway. Yeah, it's probably halfway. We're about halfway through, right? Um, The entire film, this movie's been narrated and we're just now meeting him, right? Yeah. Which I thought was an interesting choice. Like usually, you know, you know who the narrator is. He's like, you Uh know, from like line one like this guy is the the lead of this movie especially like in a morgan freeman movie where you like you know like <laughs> you know off top yeah, yeah like okay this is morgan freeman and this is him but yeah they don't introduce this character to like well into the film and mako was like an established he was like a stage actor but he had been doing movies for, you know for decades yeah. before this but i think uh Milia said that he got him because he's seen him in a play yeah and he wanted to get like somebody was theatrical and yeah. somebody was like bigger than life and he's kind of he is excellent yeah, yeah, and um, somebody that really like over the top with it's that. Funny, role. he sort of pops out and is threatening Conan right off the bat, like "You better watch out, I'm a wizard, I can mess you up" or yeah. whatever. And like he's talking about his religion, but everyone in this world seems like really cool with religious differences. Like it never is really like a battle. You know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. not like you're like they're not fighting for religious reasons. Like or at least these dudes seem chill. Like. They all get along with each other. Mako oh, yeah, and yeah. Conan, Conan and Subatai. Like they all follow their own God or whatever, but they're all yeah. cool with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, not like we heard today, right? No, nah, um, like it's kind of I don't know if there was a message there, but, you know, like, let's just be cool with each other. Let's coexist. Yeah. Um, 
And it's funny how, and I feel like this is like, I don't know if, if Arnold Schwarzenegger were to walk in right now, like we'll become instantaneous friends. I feel like, I feel like I would. Yeah. I feel like everybody seems does like a friendly movie. dude. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's the thing with Mako. Like Mako has like zero reason to like warm up to this random guy who just moved. Like he on his he, property. I feel like he talks shit about Mako as well. And like, Probably. then they just sort of laugh at each other Yeah, they, and they're well, buddies. He, he's like, Mako is like, breathing fire and like I'm this big bad wizard type guy and and Conan just laughs, he laughs at him in his face and, and Mako's like oh friends. you got me ha, ha, ha. let me make you dinner now you well, know I think they can bond over the fact that like the wizard is also no friend of Thulsa Doom like he seems well, to have a problem that? I he he makes some comment about like the that he has no love for mm. this snake cult or whatever it is yeah, yeah. but yeah it's like oh so they're like the enemy of my enemy is my friend yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. right yeah. so uh he sort of tells Conan well you can here's where they are. You know, here's the way to get to his mountain of power or whatever. And then that's when Conan sort of goes undercover, like as a pilgrim, Mm -hmm. he trades in his camel for a horse and trades an armor in for like, you know, more farmer wear or whatever. And he's riding that camel and like watching a man that big, ride a camel was a trip like you could tell Co- or Arnold was hanging on for dear life uh, doesn't Arnold say that he like headbutted the set or something like <laughs> yeah, that yeah like the camel would walk him into walls or yeah whatever. yeah I think he said he headbutted <laughs> the set at, at some point um yeah, but the, he gets there to wherever like he finds all the other pilgrims who are on their way to the mountain of power and they're like a bunch of just straight up cult members. It almost seems like Woodstock or something. Yeah, like they're yeah. all like on a pilgrimage. It does. I'm sure you've seen those. Like they look like a bunch of hippie flower child type. People. Yeah, they all. But seem, yeah, some of them have really distinctive like headgear that uh-huh. sticks out more so than the other ones. So yeah, he basically sees like these cult members, like these priests, kind of heading towards uh-huh. a thing, right? Like a, a destination. So he he follows them. Yeah, and they wind up in some big sort of encampment. You yeah. can see like a temple in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he wakes up one morning and like there's all these priests and priestesses there in like these matching robes, like yeah, white yeah. robes and black robes. So how does he get so but he's just wearing like a flower. He's not wearing like that outfit at that point. Yeah, he's wearing like he's his got his a, a bouquet garb. of flowers. He's got right? like a bouquet of flowers there. And I guess he's just like, I'm gonna infiltrate this whatever the group and and get find Thulsa Doom I guess and yeah, yeah, handle yeah. my business yeah, yeah. Um, so he runs into this one priest who's definitely got a shine towards oh yeah he's like mad flirting with yeah him. he is like I forget exactly what he says but he like opens up his shirt <laughs> he's like saying oh a body this beautiful yeah. shouldn't be ho- covered by these robes yeah. or something like so that so it's, it's interesting like I was saying earlier how Conan is not like a worldly guy uh-huh. but he's I guess smart enough to play the situation he realizes yeah he can turn this to his advantage exactly so he kind of like he leads him, him on a little bit yeah i don't even know he really coaxed him he's like he could have said anything right and he's like is there him. a private place where we can go talk yeah and yeah. he's like well sure my child yeah. let's go right over <laughs> here whatever it was um tell about the commentary so it's this is a weird i don't know why amelia said this but he so i guess we have to tell you what happens like it basically the priest is hitting on conan uh-huh. and conan knocks him out to steal his his wardrobe but um but he, the priest is like really, really kind of lecherously coming on. Yeah, to, to he's Conan. like, 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 legitimately, like, legitimately, you know, stroking his muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Milia said this was like a homophobic scene. moment scene yeah. in the movie, which is like, I don't understand. Bro, you're the director. Yeah, this was <laughs> weird. Like, that he would admit to that, that this scene, he put the scene in yeah. there. But uh, he also says something like he's trying to say that this is like an anti Dulce Doom uh, cult. 
mm-hmm. moment, which backs up his homophobic yeah. line. And it's I just, can't, I can't see, I mean, to their credit, they don't pass judgment on this guy. Like, it's not like they're saying no, yeah. anything bad. necessarily bad about yeah. the guy. It's it's just weird, as you say, for him to mention, like for him to refer to it as being homophobic. Yeah, it was because weird. if it's homophobic, it's because that's the way that you made it. Because you put it in there that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's an odd observation yeah, for yeah. him to make. But maybe it's that it's been 20 years and now I can see like I would have done it differently now. But he didn't say that. I don't even see. Yeah, I don't even see where that there is even that big of a issue with that. Yeah. Scene. Like, he just took advantage of the situation. Yeah, if did. that had been like a girl and he had done it, it would have been no different. So, uh-huh. like, if we're all equal and everything like yeah. that, why should it matter? I don't see it because, yeah, they didn't say like this guy's a monster. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. It wasn't it was making like, it seem like he that. just took advantage of the situation. And it was kind of in a way it was humorous. Again, it was. A, you're right. There's a little humor to it. But um. But yeah, <laughs> but but here's here's the thing. Uh, getting back to Conan being like an uneducated person, like so now he's sw- swapped out. Yeah, he uniforms. swaps into the robes. That's so he's another wearing that priest's yeah, robes, yeah. and he's walking. Now he's kind of like infiltrated the group, right? And he's right. walking through the crowds, and he's like. He's flashing his medallion. He's flashing his medallion. <laughs> he's like giving like these half-assed like hand signals to people. Like he's praying. Like he yeah, bows yeah. to people, but it's it's really like half-assed. You know, if people know people in the know would know this guy's not doing the right hand signals or whatever. Yeah, you, you even if you <laughs> bypass the whole medallion part, you'd be like, "There's something off with this this cat, right?" Yeah. But um, so yeah, he makes his way up to the like this like this huge set. You no, know, yeah, let's, we should talk tons about of set. extras. Yeah, like he's. Says like fifteen hundred extras yeah, on, it was, on set. Uh, you don't see that in movies very often yeah. anymore. But um, so they built that's a real set. They yeah. built that thing out in the middle of like Spain, I guess. So that took some time and some manpower yeah, and some yeah, some money. But they built that thing. Like you wouldn't like again if that movie was made today, that would have been totally CGI. Yeah. In fact, the whole villages would have been all Probably CGI and all the crowd. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it would have been like 1,500. It would have been like a million, and it would have been like 1,500 would have been like real people, and the rest would have been CGI. So he's coming up on that big crowd, and we got Thorgrim there. That's Sven Ole Thorsen's Mm -hmm. character, and uh, the high priest Rexor, Rexor. who we saw earlier at the Snake Tower. He's there, uh, Ben Davidson, and Conan is like working his way up towards the front of the crowd. He's like... Showing his snake medallion to everyone, and he sort of gives it to everyone. one of the guards. This is the same snake medallion that he stole. He stole. That I he know. Stole. Like you would think. I mean, I, it may be one of a kind. If nothing else, they probably recognize he shouldn't have this. Like this is not something that just everybody has. Not th- one this of. priest shouldn't have this snake medallion. Yeah. Yeah. So the guard takes it from him and and takes it straight to Rexor and Thulgrim, I feel like. And at no point like, is... Look, this guy's got yeah. this medallion. And at no point is Conan smart enough to figure out, oh, wait a minute, I should be more stealthy? Or, yeah, like, is his, like, lust or his... Um, He's blinded, his, right, by yeah, his desire. Like his thirst to kill Thulsa Doom, it yeah. blinds him. I to, think like, so. Like, I, sh- like, I should have been stealthier about this whole situation. Yeah. Like, you're right, he's... Like nobody steals something and then they start flashing it to the people that they stole <laughs> in order to get into the it's club. Much, it's much the same way they, they robbed the tower and then went to party next door. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's just like they're not the wisest thieves. I was looking at a, a, a Tupac documentary and I think 
one of the reasons Tupac was shot was because like somebody snatched a chain off of somebody, yeah. but then they wore that chain to a party and then Tupac saw that mm. and then they started beating that guy up. And then they like, they, you know, the guy that got beat up came back at Tupac. It's like, uh-huh. it's like that. It's like, why would you steal this <laughs> medallion from these people and then start flashing it to the same people? Yeah. It's like it taunting makes, them. Yeah. It makes zero sense. Um, then we got like this extra hot woman comes out with like two snakes, a snake on each arm and who we is, assume is probably the princess. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she's getting extra focused attention yeah, from the camera and all that, whatever. Um, then we got Thulsa Doom's voice, like that famous James Earl Jones voice, like booming out to the crowd. And he he just announces that there's a traitor among us. And that's when Rexor and Thorgrim like grab Conan. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, not he didn't the, even get close to like killing. Well, I, I thought the way that Thulsa Doom even came out, like in that like costume, uh-huh. I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, but apparently, I, I don't know how he knew. I don't know if they can mentally talk to each other, but Thulsa Doom already knew that yeah. he was there. Like, how did he get? That's word true. There that were no quickly? cell phones, text messages. Yeah. How did he get word that quick that huh. there was already an infidel amongst That's the, That's a good question. Amongst the group. But anyway, so, but yeah, they snatch up Conan. Yeah. They, like, they and call him an infidel and they catch him and everything like that. And then they, I don't know, I guess they take him to like a cave or something like yeah, that. They got him like <laughs> whatever. And somewhere in the, I guess in the temple somewhere and they're roughing him up interrogating him it seems like so Thulsa's like kind of I don't want to say he's being petty but he like seems more intent on like getting his big jewel back he's like um, I want the big jewel back and also you broke in my house and you stole my shit and you killed my snake but I think he was more like I don't know if he wanted it back necessarily or he's just pissed that you that he stole it. Yeah, like I, yeah. I can see it, though. Like you stole from me. Like, yeah, he's no like and then he was like, and I think what he said, it was like, you stole this from me and then you probably just gave it to some harlot or something like uh-huh. that. It's like, what a waste. Like, you don't even realize how much this cost. Um, but it was cool that they made like a point of that stone because it comes back later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, he's and then he talks about like you said how <laughs> what is it uh, Thorgrim was beside himself because they killed his pet snake. I thought it was so funny that he went into depth on like the Thorgrim's backstory and the snake. Yeah, but he's like he raised that snake from when it was a baby, and it's like okay, who gives a fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I think he was really trying to yeah. sell it like how bad how he mad they that, were. He seemed yeah. to have love for that snake. Yeah, because so. I think they saw a scene of Thorgrim like stroking another snake. Right, he's got a big snake right yeah. there. <laughs> Um, so do you think that was like a magical snake or do you think like that was like one? a regular python that they at some point started feeding? That humans? had to be some sort of other species. Yeah. Like an anaconda. I don't know if it's magic or if it's just like back in that day, there was like a certain type of snake that they could grow them that big. Yeah. I imagine. I mean, not that they ever showed but it. They up. would have been feeding this thing. Like you say, like horses. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff. Not that they ever showed one, but I imagine there were dragons that, that lived in this, this yeah. society. There's all sorts of magical beasts or whatever. Yeah. Um, this at this point, Conan blurts out that he's out for revenge. He's like, "You killed my family. I'm going to kill you," which seems like a bad idea well, he, he's when like, they've got you captured. He's like, "You killed that. my mother. You killed my father. You killed my family." And the <laughs> way he says that line is the where I'm like, "He can, yes, act. He he can, can act, act a little yes. bit." Yeah, like he that's ch- that's yeah. where I'm like convinced that like, and it was not only the way he delivered that line, but it was also. And the way he didn't say anything, the way he got kind of pushed around by Thorgrim mm-hmm. and Rexor, and he was just like really kind of out of it. It looks like he had really gotten beaten up, you know, like yeah. in real, like offset. I could see Swords today was like, okay, punch me like three times. 
he was really beat up and he was letting him throw him around yeah, yeah. off the rocks. I mean, he's just like, like you had this huge guy who was just like putty in her hands, like was just getting tossed around like a rag doll. I think that's why they needed to cast guys that were bigger than Arnold so that you could believe that they can toss him around a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, word to the wise, if you're ever captured by your enemy who you're trying to kill, like don't tell them, just say you got the wrong guy. Don't tell them that you, I'm out for revenge. I'm going to kill you. Cause then they, why they don't just kill him right then and there. I don't know. Well, he is blinded, but they're definitely he's blinded by his hatred. I mean, he <laughs> killed his mother. He killed his mother right in front of yeah. him. So, and then Tulsa at this point, he like lets in a little bit on his, his mentality. Cause he says like, Oh, back in that day I was young and wild or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I was only obsessed with gathering steel and treasure. Yeah. Kind of like how Conan is now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which he is- says like, now I realize that having flat, like, having followers and stuff like that is more valuable and powerful than steel. Yeah. Don't you think it's funny that Conan's the only one that really ages like Thorgrim, yeah, Rexor right. and Thulsa. None they of them the age. Same. They all look the same. Yeah. I don't know if that's just how they, they were just like, we don't feel like casting younger people yeah, for this. Doing old age makeup on them. But yeah. you're right. Like it's probably been what, at least 20 years since Easily. the beginning. And Easily. Yeah. Since he was like that little kid yeah. to where to he now, is now. It's like probably an eight year old to a 28 year old. Absolutely. So I don't know if there's, I mean, I don't think it's anything they ever touch on, but nah. there's gotta be some magical like, powers. I could see James Earl Jones. Cause he seems to be a different race of man. He could maybe age slower, but the other guys just seem like dudes. Well, you know? I mean, if they're all part of this cult, it's like, you know, they're, I don't say they vampires. have spells on them and stuff yeah. too. Whatever. It's yeah. like, that's the least that should probably be the least of our, of our worries about what's believable yeah, in yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, and this is a great moment that happens here with mm. the slave girl or whatever it is. Definitely one of the scenes that sticks out of my head where, uh, Dulce doom is telling Conan, like he's the riddle of steel. And he's, yeah. he's basically saying, you think steel is strong, but steel is not strong. Flesh is strong. Um, like having influence over people. Yeah. And uh, let me, let me prove this to you. He's like, look, look around, look around, look up there, up in the rafters. Uh It's like, look at that beautiful woman up there. And he's like, come here, my child. And she literally jumps off of this, I don't know, three story rafter and falls to her death. That was always freaked me out Mm -hmm. when I was like young watching it. But so, uh, so Tulsa Doom is basically making the point of that is real power. It's like, it's, it's not the steel that is strong. Yeah. It's the hand that wills the steel. That's the real power. And you can't really argue with that. You can't. And so you got to think about like back in the day when this movie came out, um, I don't remember exactly when um, the Georgetown, um, oh, Jamestown, the Jamestown thing happened. But the fact that that guy could talk 900 people into committing suicide yeah. really rings home to this movie. It's like, this cult yeah. had the power. It wasn't that long before. And I know, I think they said that, like that, ins- the same time. that that inspired a little bit of like the mentality yeah. of the, the whatever the behavior of this cult. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like he's making a point, like it's not, it's not the bombs or the guns or the, or the swords. It's not any of that. It's like how I have the mental strength over somebody else. That's the real, real power. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was a, another powerful scene. Yeah. yeah. And so, I guess rather than like kind of doing what the smart thing would be to do, which is just kill him right there. He wants to make an example. Oh, he totally right. We're going to take him to the tree of woe and crucify him. He totally bad guy monologued him. Yeah. He like told him, yeah, I'm going to tell you everything. Now I'm going to not 
kill you while I have yep. you. I'm going to yep. let you die while no one's watching exactly. or whatever. Right. I'm not going to have a guard posted just yeah. in case you get away or any of that stuff. Like All right. That. And uh, that is the end of this section of the movie. So we'll pick up at the tree of woe uh, when we return. Thanks for listening. Cool.